Hey there, and welcome back to the Sounds Curious Podcast. The podcast for you, our adventurous listeners. And listeners, how's it going? For those of you listening in the future, which is all of you, actually, those of you listening into the far future, no spoilers, please. Um, We're currently experiencing some global interesting moments and I am recording on a very quiet Monday morning in Berlin and very happy it is because people were out and about quite a bit over the weekend Um, and it's odd that that has become a source of some anxiety. So What better way to handle one's anxiety than throw oneself into a second part of a series on drones? And today, listeners, we're going to build on some of the discussion that we started last time about drones and why they're so interesting to work with as a musician or an improviser. But even more so, why they're so interesting to listen to, what they do for us, and how they can affect us. Now, you're a Sounds Curious listener. You like to listen, which means that you probably use music, sound, organized over time by composers or fellow artists to alter your mood, to change your outlook, One of my favorite lyrics from Silver Jews, a band, uh, and their album American Water. I can't remember the track, but, oh, I think it was called People. Uh, Had a great lyric, you can't change the feeling, but you can change the feeling about the feeling in a second or two. And I think a lot of us use music and sound for that purpose. We use it to alter our moods in certain ways. And drones are a very powerful sonic tool to change our mood, our perception of the world around us. Now, today we're going to go a little deeper into the concept of drones and look at the different ways that they manifest in sound art and music compositional traditions around the world, some of which are heavily influenced by improvisation and others more sound art oriented or experimental music oriented. But what we're really after in this discussion, in this episode today, the reason that I've curated all these various tracks for you, my listeners, is drones more generally allow certain kinds of musical experiences to resonate deeply within the body. So we began our discussion last week of drones considering really how they give a performer, a musician, something to push against, how grounding they can be. Now, what is grounding is very different for different people, so I wanted to explore that a little more deeply today and talk about the physicality of sound. Now, that's a huge topic in and of itself, so we'll break it up quite a bit in this episode. But I want to begin by thinking about vibration and sound fundamentally 
is a vibration. It's a, it's a wave of energy moving through the air because it needs air to be transmitted that lands not just on our ears. I mean, as a composer and sound artist and somebody who works a lot in sound, I think about listening with my ears, but as mentor and teacher and deep listener and composer and sound artist and electronic music pioneer, Pauline Oliveros often drew our attention to the fact that we listen with our whole bodies, our feet, sometimes with our guts. If you've ever stood in front of a big speaker at a concert, you know that sound waves are perceived by your whole body. So part of the power that drones carry is their ability to speak to our entire bodies the way that those frequencies get picked up by our guts, in our feet, the ways in which they, in a sense, kind of soothe us. So whether it's a drone that's created by a musical instrument or a drone that's created by the hum of an engine, we can often find ourselves deeply relaxed when we listen. Which is interesting because it means that in an episode on drones, I get to consider music and sound art and field recordings, all of which are related very, very closely by how they're perceived in the body, even though the timbres and the frequencies are very different. So we're going to take a little tour and... It's not going to be a physical one because, as I mentioned at the opening, many of us are in lockdown or some forms of that, either easing or not. And so the voyage that we're going to take sonically in this episode is going to be through our own bodies. So if you're listening with headphones, I realize that that really does concentrate the listening experience in your ears. So you might want to listen to this episode on a speaker. Um, Of course, I am aware that with drone episodes, especially uh, the last one, I got some feedback from my sound artist, uh, sound recordist, um, and business partner in Banshee Media. Uh, I got some feedback that on Bluetooth headphones, of course, there is a punch effect often in the middle frequencies, which means that the drone episodes can sometimes clip on Bluetooth speakers. So just be aware that that happens. Many of you who are not in sound may never have had to consider the fact that when you master a recording, you have to master a recording for all all different kinds of speakers. So before I put out an episode of Sounds Curious, I've listened in my headphones, and then I've listened on my studio monitors, and then I've listened in my earbuds, and then I've listened on my computer speakers. And I don't always get a chance to listen on a regular Bluetooth speaker. So I would just recommend wherever you can get maximum physical benefit from listening, set yourself up there. And we're going to start with some non-Western music. Of course, any discussion on drones has to account for an entire classical tradition. The music of the Indian subcontinent is rich and historic and has many, many traditions contained within it far beyond my expertise. I just chose some tracks from Free Music Archive, which is over at freemusicarchive.org. And in fact, all of the information, of course, on the tracks that I use today, most of which are from Free Music Archive, freesound.org. And uh, there's some special tracks I'll introduce later that I have permission of the artist. But all of them you will be able to find links for in the show notes. So, without further ado, let's get to some classical music, although these are modern pieces based out of the 
Indian subcontinent classical tradition. I believe I chose one from North India and one from South. But let's remind ourselves a little bit of this classical tradition, which features drones in all of it. And of course, has a lot of improvisation going on. And we'll talk a little bit about that after these particular tracks. But give a little listen. Let's start dipping our toes into the realm of drones and begin to see the kinds of physical effects that listening to them can have. Thank you. 
So, obviously the second track is a modern interpretation, complete with uh, electronic percussion, and I chose that one actually because the thud of the electronic percussion is very physical, and as you can hear from the difference between the first and the second track, Obviously, the second track had a large electronic component, and the flute part had a lot of reverb, so it was extra floaty and kind of airy, which made it contrast quite a bit with the drone and the sort of thudding percussion uh, in the middle. Indian classical music, in um, formulating a piece, the drone, which grounds the music, really highlights the melodic instrument, whichever solo instrument is floating above it. And those two pitches, the steady drone and the ever-changing melody, make a shape. And in the middle, this wonderful pitched percussion of the tabla, which kind of walks the line between the two and pushes the music forward. Well, that airiness, that the way in which a drone really augments the kind of floaty feeling while things are grounded is something that certainly factors a lot into Western music of all kinds.
So, a couple of quite different examples, but both drawn from the Western tradition and both exploring the ways in which steady tones can really highlight melodic movement, can make things feel resonant within the body, and it really draws our attention to the movement. Now, I mentioned earlier, of course, that it's not just composition or performance in which we find drones so incredible to listen to. In the next episode, we're going to be exploring industrial drones and more extreme frequencies of drones, in particular the ones that are really low, so that sometimes there are tones that our ears are not even capable of hearing, in which case it's called infrasound. Infrasound is sound that is below human hearing, ultrasound is sound that is above human hearing, and well, for many species that's no big deal. Um, We have to slow the song of mice down by quite a bit before we can actually hear it. There are sounds going on all around us all the time. We just can't perceive them with our ears, but that doesn't mean we don't perceive them with our bodies. And infrasound can be really interesting. Um, There were certain discoveries made in decades past about pipe organs in cathedrals in Europe emitting sounds that were too low to be perceived by our ears, but which nonetheless were perceived by our bodies and kind of disoriented us and might even be responsible for hallucinations, feelings of unease, or for others, feelings of religious ecstasy maybe, but pipe organs back in the day were emitting sounds far beyond those that could be heard by human ears. Now, I've discussed this on the podcast before, things like elephants listening to subsonic frequencies through their feet, and as a result being able to rumble to each other across great distances because low frequencies carry further. Now, one of the facts of human life in contemporary society, in addition to being very close to traffic, which is often a kind of drone or hum in the background, we are very often subjected in our homes, in our workplaces, to industrial drones, and we spend a lot of time tuning them out. So it's really interesting when field recording artists, sound artists, composers and other creative types go out and actually point their microphones toward the source of industrial noise or industrial hum and give us an opportunity to really listen deeply to that sound. So... For the last tracks that we're going to listen to today, and we'll pick this up in the next episode, we're going to deal a lot with industrial drones in the next episode. So we're going to close on a couple of tracks by sound recordist, field recording artist, and partner in Banshee Media, Peter Turner. He uh, and I met in 2014 at a deep listening event in Troy, New York at Rensselaer, and the next track was the one that he presented at that particular conference. And that simple act of pointing his microphones at a giant fan outside a Tesco supermarket gave us all an opportunity in that wonderfully acoustically resonant hall at Rensselaer to really listen to a noise that we normally tune out and instead to open our ears and our minds and our bodies to that sound and really let it wash through us, let it 
vibrate us, let it affect us. And that was a moment of great revelation for me. Uh, and so it also, of course, led to a collaboration that exists to this day. So that's also great. But this is a moment, a particular moment in my musical memory, listening to a Tesco fan in a room with mentors and teachers and colleagues and friends and really sharing that experience of listening deeply at a deep listening conference and festival to these sounds. So I'm going to let these last tracks by Peter Turner play out and we'll pick this up next time. Now, granted, I am terrible at self-promotion, so if you get a chance and you can rate us on Apple Podcasts or whatever you're listening, whatever podcast you're listening, whatever podcaster you are listening to us on that would be fantastic if you would like to join our patreon and support what we do go find us at patreon.com forward slash the willows nest or you can make a one-time paypal donation and again links are in the show notes so we're going to close out on these tracks by peter turner and we'll catch you very soon for another episode on drones while we all ground out and experience the world while it's quiet. We'll catch you next time.